Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. You can email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric, and I'm here all by myself. Flying solo <laughs> on this 4th of July holiday. Uh, and Dave and, uh, and Cheryl, hang on just a few seconds. I do want to update people on my TiVo saga. Because believe it or not, it continues. And you would never think it could, but it does. So you might have re- recalled that I, I got a TiVo for myself for Christmas. I got it through committee, right? Told my wife it would be green. Just kidding. And we got it in. And uh, two of the four tuners in the TiVo didn't work. So I called them and they... Uh, they said they would send it back after spending all sorts of time on tech support. The moment I hung up with them, they turned off my existing TiVo because that's what they do. Um, I had to call them back and say, don't turn off the one that's sort of working as I wait for the new one. And, of course, they turned it back on, so I was able to use the two turners. And they shipped the TiVo to the wrong address. I spent three months trying to figure out where the thing went, and they charged my credit card 300 bucks for my not returning it. How do I return it? They shipped it to the wrong address. Then they shipped me another one. And I had that in place, and then I swapped it out and sent it back. And uh, they promptly said they received my order, uh, my uh, return of the defective unit, and shipped me another one. They shipped me another one instantly. <laughs> like, well, why'd you do that? So I had to call them up and say, "What the heck are you guys doing? Why'd you ship me another one?" And hit my credit card for that pre, you know, pre guarantee to make sure that I'll return it. And of course, that that third unit came to me, and I had to then. That's just, this happened just recently. It's June. Actually, it's July, guys. I'm still dealing with this TiVo issue since December uh, or February, whenever it was. It seems like forever. So I, I've shipped it back, and they say they received that unit again, and they sent me. They say a note on the email, we'll be turning around and shipping you another one. <laughs> they haven't shipped me another one yet, but I just can't believe just how bad an IT company like TiVo has gotten. Their, their technology was so cool. They turned all of us 12 o'clock flashers into people who could actually record shows when we wanted to. But they cannot handle an RMA. They do not understand how to handle an RMA. So beware if you have to return something over there at, at TiVo. Good luck. Let's get to your calls. We're going to go to Dave in uh, Goshen next. Dave, what's up? Hi, good morning. Uh, good morning. I had a, um, it sounds like a simple problem. Uh, when I go online uh, to uh, Google, Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I'm going to type something in. I get a drop down of everything else I've ever been on there to search for, and I want to get rid of that. It's very annoying. Hmm, so it must be you, a cache feature of some kind. What browser are you using? Uh, the the I, IE Internet Explorer. So I bet you it's a, a, a feature of that. Uh, or Google is uh, keeping a record of where you've searched, uh, which is what they do. Uh-huh. You're, when you log in, do you see in the upper right hand corner? Your name when you're in the Google because it. No, I don't think that. Well, one, yeah, in the center, it just has my first name in the center. Yeah, so they kind of know it's you. Yeah. 
So what what they're doing is kind of saying, well, uh, Dave, you always search for, I don't know, cats. And they keep putting up those cats for you to save you keystrokes. So I think it's within your Google account that you have to clear this cache. And you can you can go to your Google account, clear the cache, and tell them to stop doing this within your Google account. Not within the browser itself, but if you click on that Dave, I think you can log in right there and go to your settings. And Cause, cause I also have the, 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 the Google Chrome on there, and it, right. it will happen, on, you know, again, on, on that drop-down as well. Exactly. If you look in the upper right-hand corner of that browser, it probably has your name. And it, it lets you yep, go. I see it up there. Yeah. yeah. So you go to my account. So this is how the Googleplex tracks Dave wherever you are. I see. Right. So they want to know what you're interested in, and they're going to track it. So you can go to your account and clear that cache. Uh, well, wh- where would that account part be? On- well, you click on your your name, Dave. There. So you click on your name. It's going to say you have a blue box that says my account. Okay. I click it on. It says guest manage people and close all your windows. No, right there. Um, it should be. It should say. You should have your picture. You said you had your picture. Well, you had your your account right there in the upper right-hand corner. Oh, that's when I immediately log on. I'm in. You're in the browser, right? But does yeah, it have Does, does it have Google your? It says, and then you know, I've got all my stuff, you know, keepables across the top, and then the right. very top where you can either you know click it out, and all it says David. Yeah, click on David, and it should give you the option to go right to your account from there. A box should be able to. A blue box should come out. Well, there's a blue circle with my name and then my yeah. email. So click on right below that blue circle with your name and email. There should be a privacy click okay. and a my account click. A All right. blue no, box. Just edit person. No, that's not me. No. I don't know. And you're, you're, again, you're talking to Mr. Computer Illiterate. From it's okay. Show. Half the battle is just making sure we're on the same page, literally. Yeah. You have to log into your account. And uh-huh. then when you log into your Google account, you can change how you want your settings. To, and you can, mag- you can manage your 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 Google activity, your account preferences, how it deals with these caches, uh-huh. and you have to clear that. Uh, you know what we can probably do for you, Dave, is to put a link as to how to log in, because clearly I'm not, you're not seeing the same thing I'm expecting you to see. Okay. Uh, but you, sh- you need to manage your account and clear that cache and tell Google to stop tracking you. Okay. Um, and uh, actually, we might have a link here for you. Mike might have found one. Okay. Yep. How to clear um, unwanted autofill entries in Google. Yeah, we've got a perfect link for you. Uh, that we're going to put up there from PC World that might give you a direct explanation of how to deal with this. But I know it has to do with your cache because it's hanging on to your preferences. It's saying, hey, Dave, yeah, Dave likes annoying. this. I mean, there's so, you know, I go on there a lot to check one thing or another, and, you know, they're they're just dropping down, and I said, you know, this is annoying. Well, yeah, and not to mention if you have your computer up and someone else sits down there and all those pre-filled information's up there, and they're like, hey, why is Dave looking into this? That's yeah. weird. Why is Dave looking into that? Right, so you know you want to you want to clear this information. You so can do I get that. this on computertab.com. Computertalkwithtab.com. Computer talk. <laughs> or our Facebook page. If you go to Facebook and like tab computer systems, it'll be right there I, I for you. I don't know what Facebook is. I don't use. Smart it. man, smart man. <laughs> yeah, the old-fashioned website. The the link should be there in a little while. It takes a little okay. longer than usual, but it's it'll be there. Okay, great. Thanks a lot. All right, Dave. It. You're welcome. Happy holidays. Yeah, you too. Bye bye. Bye bye. Yeah, this account stuff, and and it's kind of funny. He says he has a hard time finding it because Google really does want to make it more difficult. Um, they want you to kind of allow them to track you because that's how they make all their money. They want to know. They want. They get to understand how how old Dave is, his interests, and then they can market and advertise to you. And that's why the EU fined them two billion dollars because they're using their market um, edge there to 
compete unfairly with other folks who want to sell Dave's stuff. So what Google was doing was like if, if Dave liked to do searches for Canon cameras, let's say, and then he did a search somewhere else, it would just Google would display Canon cameras that he could buy from their own advertisers that work or, or even th- through the Google store of some kind to give them a, f- a unfair advantage because they knew everything about Dave, everything he searched for, everything, all his hopes and dreams. Google knows it, so they know where you've been. Let's go to Cheryl and Prospect. Hey, Cheryl. Good morning, Eric. Morning. I'm having problems with listening to radio stations on my computer and on my Internet radio. They constantly drop out on me. Mm. And I click on, you have to keep clicking the play button to get it to go. And I called Frontier about this because I was having difficulty, and they said my modem is fine mm-hmm. and my speed is good because they did a speed test, and that's good. Yep. And they said it's even more than what I should have, but that's I guess that's maybe that's how it works because sometimes it could drop even to half as much. So Lucky you. You've got more than they're paying for, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm probably paying for it somehow. But. <laughs> yes, you are. So what are you using to listen to internet radio? What tool are you use, listening? Um, okay, well, it depends upon, well, depends upon the radio station. Some radio stations have their own. Right, like iHeartRadio and that kind of stuff. Well, yeah, the, um, yeah, but this particular one is a um, college station. Mm. And when you click, you know, and I click on the, you know, the play button for it, I don't know, I don't know what program it's in, but... Um, it's on their website. Yeah, it's on their website. Yeah. So uh, there's two people involved, you... And the the company that's streaming the music to you or the station to you, so it could be on their end too. We get mm-hmm. occasionally we hear the same complaint even on our show here at WTIC because sometimes you'll have weird delays or problems with the quote unquote stream, right? Because yes. and it has to do with either you on your end because you're downloading and your performance, or the streamer is having issues due to maybe too much capacity or too many, too much demand on uh, on the stream. So you have to reach out to that site. And say, hey guys, why does your station keep cutting out? What can I do to improve it? And they'll either give you tips or they'll have an FAQ, a frequently asked questions area as to how to improve the uh, streaming. Or they'll say, yeah, we know. It's our streamer. Mm. Because basically what you're doing when you're streaming this is you're taking a, a chunk of data and streaming it right to you rather than broadcasting. Like we are broadcasting right now to many thousands of people all over the state, right? And we're not taking up any resources other than the airwaves. Well, streaming is taking up bandwidth. There's a lot of infrastructure involved. It's actually counterintuitive. Uh, and uh, it, it's affected by, by how many folks connect. Right. I also have trouble even on my my internet radio. I have trouble with TIC sometimes, right. too. Yeah. With so, dropping out. Yeah, it's a combination of both your quality of your internet provider. This is the cloud. This is how the cloud works. So instead of bro- broadcasting, truly is coming through the air, but the yeah. cloud is coming through somebody else's server sitting in a data center in some basement somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, I know, because I know it goes through the ionosphere for the radio signals. Yeah. And, you know, but it, but the streaming goes through the cloud. The streaming goes through somebody else's servers over the Internet, over copper, over all sorts of old infrastructure, over fiber, over some great technologies and some really old, crappy technologies just to get to you. So uh, there's a lot of points in between that can cause that problem. So you have to hit each of the folks you're listening to and say, hey, do you guys have any problems with your stream? Is there anything I can do? And it may not be anything you can do. Mm. It's just the nature of the technology still. All righty. I'll t- t- 
try to call, go through them and look at their FAQs to see if they have any suggestions for why I'm having trouble with the streaming. Yeah, and again, if, if you could also consider improving your bandwidth by maybe changing your provider, mm. uh, which means paying more. Oh, I know. I know. I don't. I don't want to change my provider. I don't like the other provider that's in my area. So. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. I understand, Joe. Alrighty. All right. Okay. Thank you, Eric. You're welcome. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye bye. We're going to step out for a quick break. we got three lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. I'm here flying solo today on this 4th of July weekend. And uh, here to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. And uh, two lines open, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. Real quick before we get to your calls, uh, in the news you probably saw that there's been a recent ransomware attack again using the same technology that was used a few uh, weeks ago in the WannaCry attack. And um, again, companies' stuff was encrypted. And there's some new um, news out there about what companies are doing. And this is from MIT, the technology review. We'll put a link up there for you. The headline, companies are stockpiling Bitcoin to pay off cyber criminals. And uh, that's not good. Um, Bitcoin and paying off cyber criminals, you're working in the dark web. And it is kind of a creepy place to work. However, the bad guys use Bitcoin for uh, their, their currency because you don't know who they are. You can track the, the actual wallet. That's why you can hear some of these stories talk about how much money they're making. And the last two attacks didn't make a lot of money. The second one is actually seems to be more interested in just damaging companies. But uh, more and more IT professionals are stocking Bitcoin so they can pay off. Um, many of them, including police departments, hospitals, uh, are paying up rather than um, trying to uh, deal with the issue. And it comes, it, they're doing it because basically the IT folks in charge of those companies are not doing good backups. So it's easier to pay the ransom to, to uh, basically um, get your data back than to have a good backup in place. And that's exactly what this, this uh, article talks about. Now, guys, that's really bad. You're encouraging these, these criminals if you keep paying them. Um, really, what you really, really need to do is do some basic disaster recovery analysis just to make sure you have a good backup it's happening regularly, and uh, if you have a good backup, you can get your data back. It's that simple. If it's encrypted, obviously you can't. So I'm going to put this link up here from MIT, and uh, you, you don't want to work in the dark web. You don't want to work with paying creeps um, for uh, having them trick you into encrypting your data. So a backup is the last thing you should have because, of course, if you have good security on the front end, the chances are less that you're going to even get encrypted. We support many hundreds of small businesses in Connecticut here. Uh, our company does. And again, for both of those attacks, not a single one of our clients were uh, affected by it. And that's over 6,000 systems that were taken care of. Uh, so it's only because you know 95% of them have listened to what we've said as far as what you need to put in, in front to prevent the issue from occurring. There are a few that don't listen, but... Um, they're just an accident waiting to happen if, they're, if they don't have the security in front um, to prevent folks from inadvertently clicking on things that are going to get you in trouble. So I'll put this link up here from MIT. 
It's what's happening out there. Our companies are being are a little too lazy out there to actually do the responsible thing and make sure your systems are ready to go rather than pay the ransom. Let's go to our resident groupie, Danny. Hey, Danny. Hey, happy um, fourth. You too. Um, the the SDC Global, um, my, my wife has, you know, um, her email and her computer. We have uh, Frontiers, our carrier. Yeah. And she got that letter a while back. It says your AT&T Yahoo thing and... Um, you know, you won't be able to go to certain things. Is she going to lose her password over that or in her email account because of the Verizon? Um, because of the change? Yeah, because of the change. Um, depends on what the letter says. Uh, we've heard of these letters coming out. The, the Verizon has taken over. Mm-hmm. I, I have a feeling you're going to be at Verizon.com now, correct? Well, nothing's happened yet. Eventually, you're going to be at Verizon.com. Uh-huh. So I think you're going to have to uh, deal with that. And yes, you may have to change your password or update your account. Um, but it shouldn't just lock you out of your system. They don't want to do that to you. Oh, okay. I mean, they're going to make the transition as smooth as they can. Yeah. Uh, and if she wanted to buy a laptop, yep. Uh, what would you recommend? I like the uh, HP Envy for, for home use. Um, you can take a look at those. uh uh, you know, i i seven or an i five. You can spend anywhere from five to eight hundred dollars on different flavors of it. Uh-huh. But that's a, an HP Envy is a good, a good laptop for college. We we pick we use them for our kids, and uh, we're HP folks at Tab, so we recommend them all the time. But it's a it's a good, solid laptop. Yeah, is that touchscreen too? As well as yeah, they are. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, is that one where it's like a tablet and a, and, and a laptop, or is it just a laptop? It does flip, so the keyboard's behind. It can become like a tablet, yes. Mm-hmm. It's a little heavy for, for tablet use. It's not like you're a Samsung, Danny. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and, um, you know, SpaceX has got another launch tomorrow down at the Cape. Yeah. And it's the third one in 10 days. Yeah, they're doing pretty good. Yeah, they're cranking it. All right, we got to go, Dan. Come and get the hard break. Have a good holiday. All right, we'll be right back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. I'm going to be here until 11 o'clock. I want to thank you guys for joining us on this uh, 4th of July weekend. And uh, Ray Charles doing his best to belt it out as he always does. So uh, let's get to your calls. We're going to go to Donna in Enfield. Hey, Donna, what's up? Oh, I had a question regarding, um, and I think I used the wrong terminology, net zero. Oh, what, yeah. What is, yeah, I, I think I said net gear, but I think it's net zero. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a, it's one of those portable type of internet 
systems, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a, a Wi-Fi or whatever it's called. Um, I was just wondering what your opinion in, of it is cost-wise, security-wise, and speed-wise. Well, net zero is very old. It was around in the, even in the 90s. It was free Internet service. That's why it was called net zero. But now it's not free anymore, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it isn't. I mean, they used to run specials. You could see, see uh, ads on TV and stuff. But I was just curious as to what your opinion is of that particular Wi-Fi system, you know? Yeah, so I don't know. Do, do you have other cellular services in your home? Do you use Verizon? Do you use AT&T for your cell phones? Uh well, my, my cell phone uh, is Verizon, but mm-hmm. that's a separate thing because it's not, you know, it's, it's a work phone. But um, the the others are through Frontier. Okay. Do you have do you, do you have cell phones with Frontier, you're saying, or no? no? No. No. Okay, so you just have the work phone, which if you had a cell phone, you could have your own little Wi-Fi hotspot. And you can go to those other providers like Verizon or AT&T if you're looking for a hotspot for yourself. Um you could try net zero too. I think it, I'm not even sure how it connects. In the old days, it would connect with a, a dial-up modem, and mm-hmm. you'd have a 24k or a 56k baud connection to net zero. Um, I, frankly, I'm still surprised they're around. Uh, but uh, if you really want something that's more portable that will work um, all the time. I would recommend looking at a like a Verizon or an AT&T hotspot, a cellular hotspot. I think it'll cost you 10 bucks a month or so and you'll get 4 or 5 gigs of data per month. Are you using it for your home or you you talked about it being portable like uh you mentioned that in your in your comments is that what you're trying to find is a portable internet? Yeah, and it's not for my cell phone cuz I don't have a smartphone. I just have one of those old flip phones. I'm I'm looking more for my laptop. Right. So there's two options then too. For your laptop, you'd have that little that little uh, hotspot that I just recommended or oh. Upgrade your flip phone to a smartphone, and those devices can be a hotspot. So if you're paying oh. for you're paying for cellular now, right? You're paying some monthly cost. Yeah. So instead of maybe buying a separate little hotspot for ten or twenty bucks a month from Verizon, just upgrade your phone to one capable of being a hotspot and a phone. You can then use apps and all sorts of cool things and kind of get into the current technology and have it kill two birds. If if the price is about the same, you know, if it's cheaper just to have a hotspot, then you could still do that too. But if you okay, add, so, a, go ahead. No, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm no, go ahead. What's your yeah. question? What's your question? Well, uh, if if I upgraded to a smartphone and had all this technology, yeah. I mean, would I be able to connect my computer to it? Yes. The, the, your phone, most smartphones these days, can become hotspots. So you okay. go into the settings of the phone, and it becomes its own own wireless hotspot that's just yours, Donna. And you can connect just your laptop to it. Oh. Yeah. Okay. All so right. You so can, you can upgrade your phone and do what you want to do for your laptop at the same time and be portable. And be portable. Yeah. And also, then I, then I wouldn't even have to have a modem because my phone would be my hotspot. You got it. Oh, oh! I didn't realize that. Okay, that answers a lot of questions. Yeah, yeah. It gets <laughs> it all. Now you're all, all right. doing the same yeah, thing. It does. It does. That that makes a lot of sense. So the AT and T or Verizon that have the better ones. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Pick your poison. Who do you use now for your flip phone? Uh, Verizon. Then that's where you'd go, I guess, if you like what they're doing for you. Yeah. If they like it, okay. Yeah, you, oh, that sounds great. All right. Yeah. Oh, that that's yeah. Because like I said, I, I saw those commercials for Net Zero, and I you know. <laughs> 
And I said, well, do you want to use it? Da da da. And but I just really want something that I could use for my computer, which obviously would probably be a faster speed because it would be upgraded technology. Yes. Correct. Uh, and Verizon again, you, you have to ask these guys when you get to see them, but I understand they have unlimited. Um, services now. So when you create your hotspot there and connect your laptop to it for like forty bucks a month, there's your your internet connection. Whereas you're probably paying ten or fifteen now for your just your dumb phone. Um, yeah. You can kill a bunch of birds with a smartphone and have unlimited internet. Um, but ask those questions. I don't. I assume the hotspot will be unlimited too. Uh, it depends on. You know, just ask those questions. Sometimes they've got gotchas. All these companies have gotchas. Nothing's unlimited yeah. anymore. But yeah. Yeah, but that's, that's the way true. I would look at it. Look at trying to kill all your birds into one device. Mm-hmm. All right, go with that. Go with that. Yeah. All right, that answers a lot of questions. I really appreciate your help. Thank you so much. My my pleasure. Okay, have a great day and a great July Fourth. You too. Okay. Right. Bye bye. Bye bye. So if you're free to get online, it's still going to be here till eleven o'clock. One eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC four lines wide open. While we wait for your calls, I wanted to bring this up. I heard this on Sci Friday on NPR. I couldn't believe I heard this. This is what's happening in California. They are paying other states to take their excess solar power. Kid you not. They're producing so much solar in California that they got to pay other states to take it or it'll overload their lines. Does that make any sense to you? Here's another part. I'll put this. This is an LA Times article. So on top of that, on top of paying other states like Arizona to take their excess power, just so you have an idea here, you well, the way economics works is if you have an excess of something, the price goes down, right? Look at our gasoline prices. You guys, you can see this, right? Excess oil, oil's everywhere, gasoline prices down. California has excess solar power, yet it has to pay somebody else to take it. The market's broken. It's not supposed to work that way. How How is that possible? Well, on top it off, the folks in California pay 50% more on average than the national average for electricity. So I understand everyone wants solar, free power from the sun. California's got it. They've got too much of it, and they have to pay to get rid of it, and they pay the, some of the highest rates, I mean, us dinglings in Connecticut pay the highest rates next to Hawaii for electricity. But California is paying 50% more for their electricity. But they have a plethora of it. So if you read the LA Times article, you'll realize where the problem lies in their legislature. Sound familiar? <laughs> so they have a just a goofy system over there of competing technologies and no no program or plan. They even have the gall to say solar is cheaper. Well, of course it is when your electricity rates are 50% higher than everybody else's. Of course it is. But they have so much of it, they're paying other states to take it. So, again, it's a policy problem. These, these people we're electing, whether you're in California or in Connecticut, just can't get their act together to help us out. So I'll put a link here of this Times article. Never thought I would ever hear that we'd be paying to get rid of free power. Obviously, the solution to this is storage. They have no way to deal with when the sun is out, which is quite often in California. Um, It makes a lot of power, and they have no place to put it. And as I told you earlier with batteries, that's a dirty job. 
and trying to store all this power um, is part of the issue. Where are they going to stick it? Uh, you can, you know, deal with energies where you burn stuff, but when you have too much of something, it should save you money. It shouldn't cost you money. So I'll put that link up for you to read all on your own, and you can shake your head like I'm doing that right now. <laughs> uh, but we got four lines open, guys, on this Saturday morning, one 800 wtic 522-WTIC. We'll step out for a quick break and then hopefully get to one or two of your calls before the top of the hour. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. The age of 11 o'clock. Let's get right to your calls. You're nice enough to join me on this Saturday morning. Let's go to Joe in Ken. Hey, Joe. Hey, how you doing? Doing fine. How are you? Good. I got a, a question. I um, I have a lot of pictures on my smartphone. Yeah. And I had Picasso, but then I went to Windows 10 like six months ago, and now I'm trying to put them there. But it, it, for some reason, I don't know. I I used to have the believe it or not, I'm kind of old school. I used to have a little thing where I put the SIM card in and plug it into my computer. Yeah, that's but, still but used. That a lot. SIM card won't work. Okay. Well, you can. Is it a smart? Is it an Android phone then? Yeah, it's an Android. It's a it's it's kind of a lower end Samsung. It's not a real high end one. That's but okay. It's a decent one. So you can use a USB cable to plug your phone right into your computer. And okay, yeah, I, I kind of did that, but yeah. it, it wasn't, I don't know, it didn't seem to want to pull the photos in. Well, you get a navigator. where the battery is, right? Right, where you charge the, where you charge the phone, you can then right. plug that in and then have the USB side of it plugged into your computer. Your computer should detect it as a hard drive. You should then be able to go browse the folders on the phone. Okay, okay. And, so it should be able to, to recognize it, right? Yeah, it'll, it'll, it should recognize it as a drive, and you should be able to find the photos on your phone by, by kind of poking around the folders within the Android phone, and you, you'll be able to copy and paste them. That shouldn't be a big deal. Okay, because I was wondering, for some reason, I thought I heard something say that you have to allow your, your you know, let, you know, your, somewhere in your phone, allow it, the computer to access it, or is that... Um, well, when it connects, it's going to come up and say, "Hey, you, you got some device here. Is it okay to connect?" And it's going to it's going to treat it like a USB device. It shouldn't limit you. I know um, some of these internet providers, not the phone providers, want to sell you the ability to move the, the data up and down, even though it's your data. But when you plug it right in, I've never had an issue just simply copying and pasting. That's how so I put a lot of just so you just hardwire do it hardwired, not not wirelessly, right? There. Yeah, hardwired. So now the phone becomes a little hard drive. Like the old days when you were taking that SIM card and putting it in that reader. Right. What you're doing is just making the phone a hard drive for a little while. And okay. Comp- and just, you just browse to it. So you know how to use Internet Explorer, right? Yeah, I do. I, I, I mean, I haven't used it in a while, but I do. Yeah. So if you go to the little Windows 10 window there, you should be able to explore, and you'll see a new drive letter that will appear that's your phone. And then dr- go ahead and browse over to the phone drive and then – browse into the folders within it and you should find your pictures okay and i should be able to put them on the computer and leave them there right yeah you should be able to copy and paste them yeah okay but uh, will it go into the old uh, picasso i had or not really um depends on where you put them i mean picasso is looking for for uh, pictures within a certain folder if you know where to put them in the in the picasso program then the answer is yes if you just put them in a joe directory, you know, Joe Pictures directory, you'd have to go tell Picasso to go find them there. Oh, I see. Okay. So I can just start a new one on the new pictures. Yeah. And just make sure you're, you're backing them up so you don't lose them. Right. Okay. All right. That's, I'll give it a shot. Then. It should be easy, Joe. 
All right, thanks. You're welcome. Yep, take care. Yep, you too. Bye bye. All right, let's move on to Paul in Ridgefield next. Hey, Paul, what's up? That's Litchfield, but that's close enough. All right. Um, as I explained, um, I want to take all the information on one laptop, transfer it to another laptop. Yeah. Now, I remember back in the bad old days, you went to Staples or wherever, and you bought this cable and blah, blah, blah. Right. Uh, I went to Staples. The guy doesn't know anything about what I'm talking about. He goes, oh, dude, just back it up to the cloud. <laughs> okay. Dude. Um, hello, help. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. What you want to do, Paul, you're going to kill two birds here. You Do you have an external hard drive? Uh, yeah, somewhere. I got one floating. Yeah, I do, actually. Okay. So connect your external hard drive to your old machine and copy your data to it. And then plug your, your external hard drive into your new machine and copy it back. That, that'll move your data. You do have to reload your applications on the new computer, but you can move your data the way I just described. And it gives you a backup at the same time. Okay. Do you follow? Yeah, I, I follow. Yeah, I never even thought about using my hard drive, my external. That's okay. That's because the dude got you all confused. Yeah, he's like, you, you go to the cloud, it's a piece of cake. I'm like, okay, but you know, I don't. Yeah. I, I, I know I do have a cloud account. You know, uh, I guess it comes with Windows automatically, but. Yeah, well, um, that's, that's silly. Why copy? Yeah, why copy your your data that that distance and put it up there for what reason? So, all right, thank you very much. You got a Paul from Litchfield. All right. You know, Matt. You know, he heard Ridgefield. I don't know. He had Ridgefield on the brain. Let's go to uh, Don in Southington next. Hey, Don. Hi, Eric. Thanks for taking my call. Sure, you're coming to the top of the hour. What can I do for you? Um, I've got a five-year-old laptop running Windows 8.1, okay. and it's really slow when I boot it up. You get a, you can get a new one. You have my permission to get a new one. It's five years old. Is that what you're looking for? The committee? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I want to make it a little faster. Is mm. there anything I can do? It's five years old, so laptops, even trying to get parts for old laptops is difficult. And you might be able to add RAM to it, so you have to check the make and model to see if you can add more RAM to that laptop. You can also okay. do some basic maintenance, like defrag the hard drive, uh, but that's really about it. Um, see if you have any malware on it that could be causing it to run slow, but don't spend too much money on a five-year-old laptop. If you're going to put more RAM in there and that's going to cost you 100 bucks, just put that to a new laptop. So, But you did mention defragging the hard drive. Is there other steps that you would normally do for a new machine to keep them running efficiently? Half the battle is keeping malware off of it. So, we're, okay. you know, make sure there's no malware on it. And defragging on the new laptops is probably less and less ne- necessary because you're going to find a lot of them have solid state drives and they're going to run so fast you won't even have you don't, you don't even have to defrag them. Um but 5 okay. years is a long time for a laptop. Mm-hmm. So, really is not a whole lot of quote unquote maintenance you can do. You can put a vacuum to the little fins in the back there and suck out any dust to try to keep it cooler and that'll run help it run faster. But five years okay. is a long time in laptops. <laughs> okay. All right. I give you permission right. to go out and get a new one. All right. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Don. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, unfortunately, it's not a lot of magic. When you hear these places talk about tune-ups, run away, especially if it's a five-year-old anything. I want to thank you guys for joining me on this uh, 4th of July holiday weekend. I want to thank Mike G for posting everything live. If you follow us on Twitter, and I always forget to tell you where we're at. We are at Tab Computer Sys. 
So if you want to follow us at Twitter, tab computer sys is where we are. Everything's posted there. If you follow us on Facebook, it's all there. And eventually it'll get to our website. I want to thank you, thank Matt for producing. And uh, everything uh, I've talked about is all posted there for you. Dr. Alessi's up next with Healthy Rounds. Have a happy and safe 4th of July. We'll see you next Saturday. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T Mobile.com.